Today we're going to start a brand new short series called Everyday Heroes. And as we begin, I want to kind of take a, a little survey this morning and find out who has been your hero in the past. Who is your hero? Did you have one of a, a kind of a, a favorite hero as you were growing up? Did you have one of those? Here's mine. I sure did. My hero was the amazing Superman. Anybody else? All right. The amazing Superman. Awesome. Now, for some of you, your hero may have been the big green guy, the Hulk. Anybody? The Hulk? All right. I, I thought somebody, I told them the first hour, this guy kind of looks like Carlos. <laughs> but only Carlos when he goes for tacos and they don't have extra jalapenos. All right? <laughs> Not really. But anyway, now if you're a little bit younger, maybe this guy was your hero, Spider-Man. Anybody a Spider-Man person? All right. Okay. Now, for all of you ladies, I know this is true. This is true. The handsome guy with the hammer, right? That's it. Thor. Thor. Amazing, amazing hero. Awesome. But what's interesting about all of these fictional heroes is that they all went from being a zero to a hero. Think about it. The shy, clumsy, mild-mannered Clark Kent turns into this amazing Superman, a hero. The mild-mannered Bruce Banner, everybody thought he was a zero, turned into the Hulk, a hero. The mild-mannered, shy, skinny little Peter Parker, who everybody thought was a zero, turns into Spider-Man, leaping the city and, right, shooting out the webs. Everybody who thought this good-looking guy with the big hammer, that's all he could do is walk around and look good, but when the trouble came, he turned into Thor, a hero. But what's even more interesting is that there are lots and lots and lots of real life heroes today. People who most people would say started also out as a zero, but then they turned into a hero. One of my real life heroes is the famous Billy Graham. But you know, Billy Graham was just a farm kid. His dad owned a dairy in North Carolina. And so Billy Graham grew up on a farm and nobody really knew him. But then he became known as America's pastor. He became known as the pastor to presidents. Billy Graham in his lifetime ministry of over 40 some years of, of preaching God's truth spoke to over 218 million people in stadiums around the world. He spoke in 185 different countries. And beyond that, millions passed that heard him on radio and TV. He became a hero. Another real-life hero for me is Martin Luther King Jr. And he was just a pastor's kid, a Baptist pastor's kid from Atlanta, Georgia. Nobody really knew him until one day he showed up in 1963 at the Lincoln Memorial and 250,000 people gathered to hear him share, I have a dream. And then he became the youngest person ever ever to be awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. Folks, as we begin this series, I want to talk about another guy, but this guy's in the Bible, who also went from being a zero to a hero. His name is Jabez. Anybody ever heard of Jabez in the Bible? First Chronicles, Jabez, all right? And this guy was a no one. He was a, a complete zero, but then he became an everyday hero. 
And I think his story is going to speak to some of you in a powerful way today. I think his story is going to speak to some of you who might be feeling like you are a zero. Like your life isn't counting for much. Like nobody knows you really exist. Like God's not really using you in some powerful way to impact your world. I think he's going to speak to you. So open your heart right here and now. The Bible says this about Jabez. There was a man named Jabez who was more honorable than any of his brothers. His mother named him Jabez because his birth had been so painful. He was the one who prayed to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. Please be with me in all I do and keep me from all trouble and pain. And God granted his request. No one would have ever expected that Jabez would end up being included in the Bible. Nobody would have ever expected his name to even be remembered. Nobody would have ever expected that his now famous prayer, Oh God bless me, expand my territory, would be studied and prayed by millions of people around the world. In fact, when he was born, his mother gave him the name Jabez because in the Hebrew language it meant, you have caused me pain. You are one who causes sorrow. That's what the name Jabez means. So his mother said, little baby boy, you're going to be known as the one who causes pain and the one who causes sorrow. Literally, his mother gave him a label for the rest of his life that he would have to live with and try to overcome. Because in the Hebrew culture, people knew what your name meant. And so when you said, my name is Jabez, they go, oh, you're the one who causes pain. You're the one who causes sorrow to come into people's lives. Everybody say, whoa, with me. <laughs> whoa. Whenever you walked up, imagine him going into Starbucks and saying, I want a venti mocha frappuccino. And the barista said, okay, what's your name? He goes, the one who causes pain and sorrow. And he goes, manager, <laughs> I don't want to serve this guy. Imagine him going and knocking on the door of a girl that he wants to take on a date, and the dad opens the door. And the dad opens the door, and he goes, hey, what's your name? I'm here to pick up Carrie. And he goes, what's your name? And he goes, oh, my name is the one who causes pain and sorrow. He goes, goodbye. <laughs> this guy had to learn how to live with his name. Can you imagine he had to live with this label all of his life? His mother declared him to be one who was a pain. His father is mentioned nowhere in the scripture. He was an absent father. This guy was considered a zero but listen, as God was inspiring the writer to write 1 Chronicles chapter 4 and to list the names of all of the descendants of Judah, suddenly God causes the writer to stop. The line of genealogy, take a break in the line of genealogy. And right there, God inspires the writer to talk about Jabez. But there's no father to link him to. And the writer couldn't write that Jabez was the son of so-and-so. His father was not known. But God had this writer, Ezra, of 1 Chronicles, include the story of a guy who in that culture no one knew and nobody, if they did know him, was proud of him. But God wanted his guy, Jabez, in the Word. He wanted him included in the Bible. Now listen, maybe you feel that way today. Maybe you feel that no one believes in you. 
No one believes that you can do anything substantial or special, that you have no special gifts, no special calling, that you should be included in anything. Maybe you feel that no one is expecting you to be great in this life. Maybe you are looking for someone to just believe in you, that you do have worth and you do have value. If you're feeling like any of those things today, I want you to know this family does believe in you. This church family does believe in you. And why do we believe in you? Because God believes in you. God created you. He believes in you. And he's got an awesome and a wonderful plan for you. The Bible tells us that. And we believe that God can do great things in you and for you and through you. So if you're here feeling like a zero today, lift up your head. Amen? And lift up your heart. Because God has something awesome in store for you. Now, most everybody saw Jabez as a zero, but God saw him as a hero. And I want to share five things with you today that helped him move from zero to hero. And I hope they'll help you too. First thing is this, write it down. Jabez went from zero to hero by trusting God's assessment of him. Jabez chose to see himself not as other people saw him, but as God saw him. The Bible says there was a man named Jabez who was more honorable than any of his brothers. God saw him as honorable, having more honor than his brothers. Maybe his mother didn't. Maybe his brothers didn't. Maybe his teachers didn't. Maybe his dad didn't. But God did. So listen close. At some point, all of us, we have to stop seeing ourselves the way maybe somebody else does. And we have to start trusting God's assessment of us. At some point, you've got to stop trying to please everybody else and start pleasing God. Amen? At some point, you've got to start focusing on pleasing God and the person that he knows you can be. Jabez did that. The Bible says this. I will call, this is God speaking, I will call those who were not my people, I'll call them my people, and her who was not beloved, beloved. And it shall be that in the place where it was said to them that you are not my people, there they shall now be called sons of the living God. Here's the bottom line. It is the business of God to turn people who feel like nobodies into somebodies. It is the, people, the, the business of God for people who feel like zeros to turn them into heroes. Now, maybe not the muscly kind of heroes that we're talking about, the Supermans, the Spidermans, and all that kind of thing, but a hero in somebody's life a hero for the work of God. Maybe somebody's put a label on you. Maybe way early in your life, maybe somebody labeled you with something. But will you choose to see yourself as God sees you, not as somebody else has seen you? Will you choose to believe God's assessment of you, that you are loved, that you are created by him, that he's got a plan for you? And if you do, you will be surprised at how God will bless you and use you and become a hero for someone. But listen, if you try to prove that, that you're not a zero by the kind of cars you buy, by the kind of homes you buy or the number of homes you have, if you try to prove that you're not a zero by the kind of places you travel, you're going to run the risk of missing out on who God sees that you could be. And that's a hero to someone who's feeling like a zero. But Jabez didn't miss out. He didn't try to prove his self-worth to anybody else. What did he do? He turned to God. And he says, God, I don't see it, but you're calling me honorable. God, I choose to believe. 
I choose to believe that I'm an honorable person and I'm going to live like a person that's honorable. He went from zero to hero by trusting God's assessment of him and then write this down and then by asking God for great things. And man, did he ask God for great things. But listen to this. Right in the midst of his personal pain, in the midst of feeling like a zero, what did he do? He trusted God's assessment of him. He looked up to God and he asked God to bless him. Take a look at the word. He says, oh, that you, God, would bless me and expand my territory. So imagine this. Here's Jabez. He knows his mother sees him as a pain. He knows his father sees him as a zero, never shows up for him. He knows that his, his brothers see him as a zero. But what does he do? He turns to God and asks God to do something great with his life, to bless him to expand his territory, his area of influence. But get this, he prays that not for his own power or for his own prestige or his own pleasure, but instead he prays that prayer to be a blessing for others. God, bless me so I can bless others. Jabez looked up to God and prayed something like this. God, I know my life is a wreck. I know that nobody's looking at me to make a difference. God, I know that no one is expecting great things from me, but God, oh God, if you would just bless me. Expand my territory. And we know that he was asking God to bless him so he could bless others because if you go on and look at his lineage and what he did and what his family did, God blessed him and he used that blessing for God. And that's what God wants to do in our lives. Maybe you're in pain right now. Maybe you're feeling like a zero right now. And if so, would you, like Jabez, look up to God and pray? Would you ask God to do something great in your life? Because listen to this. Authentic prayer from your heart is what moves the heart of God. When you authentically pray, God, bless me so I can be a blessing to others. That kind of prayer, that honest prayer, is what moves the heart of God to send down his blessing on your life. Jabez went from zero to hero by asking God for some great things and then next by asking God for miracles for others. Jabez prayed and asked God for something that would benefit others. The Bible says this, look at this. He says, please be with me in all that I do and keep me from all trouble and pain and God granted him his request. Now, try to understand this. No one had ever been with Jabez. His mother hadn't been with him. His father hadn't been with him or for him. His brothers hadn't been with him. So now Jabez is asking God, God, would you be with me? Would you be with me in all that I do? God, please be with me. And why was he asking God to be with him? So he could become wealthy? No. So he could expand and buy more land? No. So that he could buy a house in Newport Beach? Anybody want to do that? Amen? <laughs> no. That's not why he was saying, God, bless me. He says, I want you to be with me, God, so that I can expand the kingdom of God. So that I can see my spiritual territory and influence increase. So that I can see future generations follow you. And once again, if you look at the lineage of Jabez, he was asking for God's will to be done in his life. May your kingdom come. May your will be done in my life. It's kind of the same prayer that he was praying. 
He was asking God, yes, to free him from pain and not let him cause pain, but he's asking God to be with him for all the right reasons, for all the honorable reasons. God, be with me. So he also went from zero to hero by asking God for miracles for others and then, write this down, by doing good no matter what. You know, this is another thing that moved Jabez from zero to hero. He moved beyond his own pain that was inflicted on him by others, father, mother, brothers, and he forgave them. There was a reason why God assessed him to be honorable because he forgave his family. He forgave those who caused him pain. And he did good no matter what bad had been done to him. So he did the honorable thing. He honored his family no matter what. Listen to this. Somebody wrote this a long time ago. People are often unreasonable and self-centered. Anybody want to say amen? (laughs) But forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of selfish motives. Be kind anyway. If you're successful, you will win some friends, some false friends, and some true friends. Succeed anyway. If you're honest and sincere, people may deceive you. Be honest and sincere anyway. When you spend your years building and you know someone overnight could destroy it, build it anyway. If you find happiness and others become jealous of you, be happy anyway. The good you do today, people might forget tomorrow, but do good anyway. Give the world the best you have. It may never be enough for them. Give your best anyway because in the final analysis, it is between you and God. It was never between you and them anyway. The Bible says this, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we'll reap a harvest if we don't give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Folks, do good no matter what. And that's what Jabez did. He went from zero to hero by doing good no matter what pain had been inflicted upon him. He did good to others. And last, he went from zero to hero by focusing on the future. Listen, you've got a choice. You can focus on all your past hurt, pain, sorrow, your whole life. Or you can focus on the future. Doesn't mean you have to deny those things that that happened in your past. But you can use those things and focus on doing the very best you can in the future. The Bible says this, the men listed above by name were leaders of their clans. Their families increased greatly. Now hang with me. The Bible says that because Jabez was honorable, he was listed among the names of the leaders of his clan and that his family, like other families, increased greatly. So here comes the writer, God inspiring the writer, 1 Chronicles chapter 4, here's leaders. So-and-so is the, is the father of so-and-so, and so-and-so is the father of so-and-so, and he had a great family, and da-da-da-da-da. Going around, God stops all of that, says, wait a minute, we don't have the, the father of this guy, but this guy, I want you to talk about him, because he was honorable. And I want him to be listed as a leader of the clan. And I'm going to let people for all time know about this guy because he was an honorable man and he did what was right. He focused on the future. He, he forgave everybody. I want people to know about this man. And he was listed right there in 1 Chronicles verses 9 and 10 of chapter 4. 
this guy that was considered by all to be a zero. God said, "Uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh. He's a hero. And I want people to know about this guy. A guy that future generations of all time will read about. So, So why did this happen to Jabez? Because first of all, he believed God's assessment of him. And then he looked to God. He asked God to do great things in him and through him. And he focused not on his past, but on the future. So listen, folks. It's time for all of us to stop being fixated on where we've been and start focusing on where God wants us to go. Amen? Both individually and as families and as a church, it's time for us to focus on where God wants us to go. So here's my question this morning. Where are you going? Today, if you had to answer that question, somebody ask you that question, where are you going? What would you tell them besides Chipotle after church? Where are you going? No matter how you feel about yourself today, God can move you from feeling like a zero to becoming a hero for him and for others. The question is, as a person created by God for the purposes of God, Are you fulfilling the purposes of God? Are you focused on becoming a hero for God? One who does mighty things in the name of God and for the name of God. What are you doing with your life? Where are you going with your life? Is it all about houses, cars, and lands? Or is it about being who God has called you to be? That's the question. What are you doing? Where are you going with your life? No, Jabez wanted to use his life for God, and he did. David also wanted to do that. David said this in the Psalms to the Lord. Now that I am old and gray, do not abandon me, O God. Let me proclaim your power. Look at this. To the new generation. Let me declare your name and your power and your mighty miracles to all who come after me. So here's a guy... (laughs) Totally different than Jabez. David had it all. Money, power, fame, prestige. But the thing he is asking of God as he looked at his future, says, God, I'm getting old. I'm getting gray. But let me proclaim your power to the next generation. Let me proclaim your mighty miracles that that you have done to all those who are about to come. Folks, some of us are getting old and gray. Just admit it. Come on. Amen? All right? Some of us are getting older. We're we're getting more gray. We're seeing our kids graduate from high school. We're seeing our kids graduate from college and go on and do other things. So as we look at the future, is our prayer like David's prayer? Is our passion to proclaim God's word to the next generation? Or as we look at the future, is our prayer to let us enjoy retirement because we've done our part. We've done our thing to serve God. We've served as a, as a, as a youth director or a Sunday school teacher or on the fit team or we've gone to war. As we, God, just let me enjoy retirement. I'm done. That wasn't David's prayer. God, this, this whole new generation, got, God, let me. That was his passion. Let me proclaim to them. Folks, I hope your prayer and your resolve will be like David's. As we journey through this life, yeah, your job's going to change, your income's going to change, your strength is going to change. But your passion for God and your passion for knowing God and 
having others come to know God through your life should never change. And for those of you who are young, who have your whole life ahead of you, I hope that your passion will also be like David's. I hope that you will also say to God today, let me proclaim your power. Let me proclaim the mighty works that you've done in me and through me. I've seen your hand come upon me. Let me tell others about you. Jabez went from zero to an everyday hero by just simply saying, God, I don't see it, but I believe. I don't see that I'm honorable, but you say I am. I'm going to take that on. God, I'm going to ask you for some great things. I'm going to ask for miracles to be done for others. I'm going to do good no matter what comes my way. And I'm going to focus not on the past where people have said things and done things that hurt me. I'm going to focus on the future. I'm going to be a hero for you, God. Would you let that be your prayer? Would, that let you, would you let that be the focus of your life? This morning, I'm going to invite you all to just stand with me for a moment. Let's all just stand. Because this morning, I want to say today, would you surrender your whole life to God? Not only to be your Savior, but to be your Lord. Would you surrender your whole life to God and allow Him, like Jabez did, to bless you and use you in ways greater that you could ever imagine? And if that's what you're willing to do, and you want that God to do that for you and through you, I'm going to ask you to do something physical this morning. I'm going to ask you to just simply say, yes, God, that's me. Just lift your hand wherever you are. By lifting your hand, you're saying, yes, God. <laughs> I want to be more than I am. I want to use my life to proclaim your name to the next generation. And as I pray... Would you just repeat this in your heart after me? Father God, I stand before you with my hand held high saying yes to you. I surrender my whole life to you. Move me from being a zero to a hero for you and for your purposes and for others that you bring in my life. I ask that you bless me. I ask that you expand my spiritual territory. And then like you did for Jabez, I ask that you grant my request. Father, you are doing something special in us. You want to do more through us individually and as a church family. God, today we say yes. Use us. We've been sent by your hand to represent your name. We're with you. In Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's people said, amen.